Okay, we're live. Hi, everyone. Hello. Give everyone a few minutes to join us first. Sorry, we're a little, little bit behind. Have you not got any um, starting questions? I haven't today, actually. I've not looked. We only gave us that one last week, didn't she? Saying that, we've got a lot to cover, to be fair, haven't we? Um, so, if I'll just get this up while we're on. If anyone's got any questions, uh, feel free just to post below uh, and we can go through them while we're on here if we get a chance to. We have got a, few, a quick bit to cover. Joe's just given us five questions or something about 10 minutes ago. When I, when I posted, has anyone got any questions? I, I was expecting like one. <laughs> no, this should be all right. Um, Right, okay, so um, as a general like overview, the reason we've decided to do this is just to check in with you all, see how you're getting on. Obviously, first few days of a new diet can be, what's the word, a bit, I don't know, a bit, what's the word, Beth? Like you're just getting used to things, aren't you? Seeing what's right, see how things go in, getting used to what's going on. So we wanted to check in, see how, are you getting on and just let us know give you some feedback from what we've seen going on in the group the group has been amazing as well by the way why, why i'm touching on that loads of support loads of encouragement loads of posts the more of a community you create the easier you make it for yourself one point on that though as well is try not to compare what you're doing to somebody else we have already spoke about this um everyone is different everyone lives different lives at different points of journeys People have got things that are going to restrict them to be able to do stuff, whereas somebody else won't have anything that can restrict them. Um, and, yeah, so generally, as much as a group environment is good for encouragement, picking you up on the down days, try not to compare yourself to anybody else. But do you want to add to that with anything? Yeah. I also think the group is amazing at the moment and I actually enjoy reading everyone's accountability posts at night and um, especially the questions like what's made you happy and um, that's my favourite part <laughs> but I think you're all doing amazing so far so you should give yourselves a pat on the back. Yeah I, I like that as well to be fair Um I usually catch up with them the morning after. I've not had a chance this morning, so I've not read any from yesterday yet. But I do like that, seeing what, what's made people happy. It it's, um, makes you reevaluate things, doesn't it, if you've had a bad day or whatever as well. There's always some positive to be seen somewhere. Yeah, it's also good knowing, uh, you know, when you see what, what can I improve on? And they know themselves, don't they, what they need to work on the day after. A lot of posts I've seen what I was about to comment, they've already put at the bottom, I need to work on this and yeah, to, and it's a step in the right direction, isn't it? Like knowing what you need to improve on. Yeah, definitely. Um, it does help, doesn't it? Being, being organised, being prepared and knowing how to improve the next day. Um, what else did I say? Oh yeah, I was going to mention, so I did email everyone yesterday just to check in, see how you're getting on. I know some people don't like talking in the group, which is why I sent an email out just in case anybody wanted to touch in. Um, we totally understand if you don't want to post in the group. Groups like that are not for everybody. So if you do want to contact us via, via email, that is fine from that email that I sent out yesterday. 
Um, so do reply back to that if you're struggling but don't quite want to post in the group. That's something I've learned about myself as well, actually, which I spoke to you about this the other week, didn't I bet? So some of the coaching, well, the plan that I'm doing at the moment has a coaching group with it and I'm a lurker in that group. I don't post in that group yet with clients and stuff. I encourage them to post because I like the community, whereas I'm one of the ones in the background that will read all the posts, take all the information in, but not necessarily common every day or common all the time it's just very periodically when I'm going to comment but that's how I am that's what helps me so we totally understand that not everyone will be as active in the group but we know that people are there doing it in the background so if you do want to reach out privately then feel free to reply to that email right should we get on with these questions and points then yeah Right, I think the biggest thing what we wanted to cover today was calories and what people are eating and the, what they're posting in the group. So we have seen a lot of posts that are people are eating around like a thousand calories. So we just wanted to touch on why we wanted you to eat more. So you have got a calorie target for a reason and why necessarily we don't, like eating low calories isn't good for you. Um, so before we go into detail, um, aggressive diets do have the place within dieting, but not, they're not for everybody. So they're suited for people that are severely overweight and it is um, damaging their health being overweight that is where a, an aggressive diet would be needed so somebody would restrict low to try and get the weight down quickly to be, to come to a sort of a safe body fat level now for the majority of people and the majority of people in this group that doesn't apply so you don't really need to think about it but just before we go into detail they do have the place for certain individuals um so we get that the bigger de the deficit you create the faster weight loss you will see weight loss being the key word um, it's not weight loss we want it's fat loss we want so just bear that in mind when we're talking about and going through everything doesn't matter what the scales say it's fat loss we want not weight loss okay um do you want to go through some at first bet shall i carry on yeah, yeah. um so where to start? This is a really big topic, isn't it? It's, it's hard to try and get your point across. I would probably just point out that the calories, um, if you've used the calculator that are set on that calculator, they already are like below your maintenance. That they're, they're already deficit calories. So don't try and aim under those calories because is it putting you on uh, like a 500 calorie deficit anyway? Yeah, you're already in a calorie deficit. So I told everyone to aim for the middle one, which is like a, a medium. Uh, what's not medium? What would you call it? Just like, like it's about 10% below. Yeah. So, will it depend? It, it aims for you to lose about a pound a week, a pound to two pounds a week, the one I've told you to, to aim for. And that's what we want. That's the safest way to lose fat, which yeah. we will go into detail now. 
a majority of people want a small deficit that they can enjoy life with, have energy to do things, um, and be able to live properly as well. So um, we get that if you've dieted previously, you've probably eaten very little calories because that is what most diets encourage you to do. And most diet, diets are only interested really in you losing weight on the scales. That is usually how a diet sets themselves up for success. So like, for example, if we go to Slimming World, the whole, the whole success of their week is designed for when you step on them scales. Now, when we step on the scales, there's a lot of things that can affect your body weight. And if that's going to change, it's just because you've not lost fat. Um, Sorry, just because you've not lost weight doesn't mean you've not lost fat. Whereas most diets, diets don't set you up to be able to see that. Um, so, Slimming World topic. Was you with me that time when someone was talking about Slimming World and they went for their their weigh-in and basically they said they've not lost any weight and she was like what's going on this week she was like well I've done this I've done that I've been to the gym I've been lifting the weights and then apparently the lady was like well that's what you need to stop you need to stop lifting weights <laughs> was you with yeah, me? yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know but I've had that conversation with people before whereas that's the excuse they'll give but actually just because you've not lost weight on the scales, even though you've started lifting weights, you've actually improved your health massively. Yeah. It's crazy, like, how people look at things. There is more to exercise in the way you, and nutrition than losing weight and the way you look. Like, even if you didn't lose any weight and you just started eating better and increasing the amount you exercise, you are massively improving your health. So try not to focus your whole journey on the scales because... It's, it's, it's your health that's the most important thing anyway. Like that is what we should all be aiming to better, not what the scales tells us. Anyway, we've gone off a bit of a tangent there. Yeah, they're actually not bothered where, you, where your weight loss is coming from. Yeah, which I suppose leads us on nicely to this first point. So the bigger the deficit you create, this increases the amount of weight that you're going to lose from your lean body mass. So your lean body mass is like your muscle. So, and it then decreases the amount of weight you lose from fat. And like we've said, it's fat loss you want, not weight loss. So the reason for this is because it's harder for your body to maintain its muscle mass than it is its fat mass. So if you're not giving it enough calories to perform it daily functions which you're not going to be doing eating so little it's then going to opt to use your muscle first because it's it's going to make it easier for it to survive and that is how your body is set up it, it's designed for if it didn't if there was no food available to you it would adapt to find the easiest way for you to survive and that's going to be from taking your muscle mass so that's one reason why we we don't go too low so your muscle is important for your metabolic health health strength fitness longevity and it's also going to be very important for the way you look so once you've lost your weight if you've lost a lot of muscle with it this toned look that everybody desires to have you're not going to get because you're going to have lost your muscle so 
I've heard it described as, um, which I thought was quite good. What does this like um, an empty carrier bag? So like literally, there's nothing there, and that is how you look. It's the whole skinny fat thing. I don't really like using that term, but that is how I know people perceive it. So you you just skin and bone basically. There's no shape. You don't look very nice with it. So that's why we need to try and hold on to as much muscle mass as possible while dieting. Have you got anything to add to the muscle mass side of it, Beck? No. Yeah, okay. Um, so that's a major point in terms of health. So obviously, your metabolic health is massive. So the amount of calories you burn on a daily basis, majority of them come from your BMR. So if you're taking away that muscle mass, by losing weight, it is going to come down, but you're also going to be taking a big chunk of it from your muscle mass, which is then going to increase, uh, sorry, decrease your BMR. So you're going to find it harder to burn calories even at rest, which is why sometimes people go on an aggressive diet and hit a plateau. That could be one of the reasons because the BMR is so down due to the muscle massive loss, which then when we start when you start trying to maintain your weight, it makes it harder for you to maintain your weight weight because you're having to massively reduce the amount of calories you're eating uh, which then obviously can like cause you to be hungry and things like that so another important factor is your adherence so what we usually find is people that restrict the calories so low it's not long before they fall off track and they end up binging on all the foods they've missed out on all the foods that they enjoy eating and then what this leads to usually is like a binge restrict cycle where you feel guilty for falling off track. So you'll eat anything and everything ready to get back on your diet on Monday. Monday comes around, you'll then restrict your calories really low again to then the same thing happen again the next weekend. Because by the time it comes to the weekend, you've not had much freedom during the week and all you want to do is eat all your favourite foods again. And it's just a continuous cycle where you'll lose a little bit of weight, you'll gain it back, you'll lose a little bit of weight and gain it back. Beck? Yeah. Most of my points on in, um, calories were to do with adherence too um, because um, I'd probably say a lot of the clients that we've already worked with it, um, in the past struggle with increasing calories at first don't they um and i get it you like you're scared to increase them because you think you are going to put weight on um and it is quite logical to think that um and lo low calorie dieting is probably all that you know and all that you've ever done in the past so this is just something that you keep on attempting but I, if like if you're in the same position as what you was in before you started your low calorie diet, I would be asking yourself, has has this really worked? You you back to the same position. If not, you might be in a far worse position than what you was before you started. Um, and the and then the next thing you're about to start the whole cycle all over again. Whereas if you try just increasing your calories. Um, a little bit higher to diet on, you'll probably realise that you can still lose weight on high, higher calorie allowance. But not only that, you'll regain your food freedom. You'll stop beating yourself up, thinking that you've failed um, every every time you've 
you know, slightly overeaten or had a binge and you'll no longer be living your life constantly over restricting everything. Um, me and Rach get it. We've done it before. Dieting is hard. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Um, like I don't particularly like dieting. <laughs> um, but if you just give yourself a little bit more of the calorie allowance, you will be able to enjoy your diet a little bit more and be able to live, live life a little bit more fuller than just constantly over restricting and going through that same cycle every time you go um, backwards or fall off the bandwagon. Yeah, the, so with like lower calorie diets in the past, you might, well, to be fair, you might not have even known you was doing low calorie because you might not have had that awareness of calories before. Um, and you might have just opted for all like the healthier, what's deemed as healthier foods, which naturally are the low calorie, higher volume foods. Um, so even though you've been, feeling like you're eating quite a lot it might not not necessarily been a, a lot in terms of calorie and calories are our body's energy so you do have to have yeah you do have to make yourself aware of that as well and understanding that it's not always volume it's the amount of calories we're consuming and the definition of a successful diet is that you can maintain that weight loss for longer than six months so you might have had success with these diets initially and, and like lost weight, but then if you've not maintained it and as soon as that diet's finished, you've started putting the weight back on or you've rebounded massively, then that diet hasn't worked for you. So you need to find something else. Yeah. Um, now, another point that I, Beck has briefly mentioned on as well is, is happiness. So because you're restricting so much, you're tired, you're hungry, you're generally just giving off bad energy to everyone, which then isn't good for you or the people around you. Nobody likes to be around a person that is on a very low calorie diet. Now, me and Beck have experienced this. You will see pictures on our Instagram from when we was doing a photo shoot and we both, for a very sustained period of time, a long period of time, we restricted our calories quite a lot to get but we had a goal at the end and it was for that photo shoot so our results were important for that photo shoot which is why we did it that's not something we do as everyday life but it was only really afterwards what it wasn't it that our mum mum was like well yeah you can tell you two are eating again now you're a lot happier than biting me head off a few weeks ago little comments like that but at the time when you're in the zone and in the mindset of I want to get to this weight you don't actually realize the effect you're having on people around you and how much it's affecting your life just simply being able to go to the park with your kids and enjoying ice cream you should be able to do that as a mum and as part of your life you shouldn't have to say no because you want to lose weight like to me now um being able to go and enjoy something with Oliver and see that he's having a good time with me and it's not impacting our relationship it's far more important than what the scales tell me I've lost that week but it's just having an understanding of how to do that within your lifestyle and making the choices for your diet which allow you to be able to do that Beck anything to add to that yeah, yeah. 
Like you said with the like strict dieting, like we had a goal, we had a purpose at the end of it, and we knew we wasn't able to sustain that that leanness forever. It was only literally for the photo shoot. But yeah, I remember being sat on Fair Haven Lake that summer and the boys had big massive ice creams and we were sat there with bottles of water, like, what is life? <laughs> yeah. Uh, even going to the gym, like I remember walking to the gym thinking I've not got the energy to get myself through this gym session. Um, it's it's um, it's not a it's not a place you want to live your life for for a very long period of time. Um, and I think you've got to, like Rachel said before, there's a time and a, a place for aggressive dieting, um, and as long as you understand it fully um then I would you know like I would maybe aggressive diet if I knew I was going on holiday like if I had three weeks to lose so like but I understand it I know I'm never gonna sustain that weight um and I, I think that's what a lot of people don't understand they don't understand that they can't actually sustain that low that, that mm. low weight that they're wanting to achieve or they do achieve. And then when they do regain weight, they're always referring back to those pictures that they may have talked thinking, I want to be like this again. Um, but really it's, yeah, a matter of asking yourself, like, how was you actually happy then? How, yeah. was, how was your energy? So... Yeah, and for most people, it's not like it's not the happiest point in their lives because they're restricting themselves so much. They've got little energy. You're not, you won't be training to your maximum potential either because you haven't got the energy to put into the session. So that's another reason we put, we keep trying to keep calories as high as possible. Um, and like your hunger will always catch up with you eventually. So at first, when you first start a diet, motivation's high. Um, because it's something new and it's easy to stick to it's something new and exciting in your life so it's easy to stick to but once that fades away it's then going to become hard you, your body will get hungry and you will struggle to control what you're trying to do um, so these are all points that we just want you to bear in mind so what we advise is to work out your maintenance and then we sort of aim for fit about between 10 and 20%, depending on how much weight you've got to lose. So if you've got more weight to lose and you're a bigger person, so you'd go to the upper end. If you're quite lean, you'd go to the lower end because the leaner you are, the more chance you've got of losing your muscle mass. So that's in the, somewhere within that range, but it's, it's highly dependent on the person. And then from there, we still want you to include foods you enjoy eating so you can enjoy yourself. You've still got the energy to do your everyday life, have fun with your kids. And things, just like some small things such as like, if you want to pick the remote off the floor, you won't do it because you haven't got the energy to do it. But at the time you won't realise that you'll probably ask your kids just to pass the remote, but you physically could have got up and got that yourself, but you haven't because you just haven't got the energy. And over time that's gonna, um, I suppose that's another point as well, isn't it? So if we are little calories, this is how your BMR is going to stop you, reduce and stop you from moving. So naturally you'll become less fidgety. Like me now, I talk with my hands quite a lot. 
Whereas if I was under eating, I'm tired, I wouldn't be using my hands and I'd sit here and you could probably tell I was quite tired. So these are all other points to like think about as well. Also, um, your body burns calories digesting food. So if you're massively restricting the amount we eat, that's going to reduce the amount your body's burning on a daily basis as well, which this, is, this will all have an effect over time as well. Anything else, Beck? Um, a good point or question to finish um, like the calorie topic, topic on is um, asking yourself, like, if, if you are waiting for your diet to end, you are doing it wrong. Like, if you can't wait for your diet to finish and it to be over, then you're not dieting right, right. Yeah, and you're not going to be able to maintain them results when you get there, definitely. Like, if you're already planning what food you're going to eat when you finish and stuff like that, why can't you eat them now on the diet you're on? You should be able to eat them now. Just eat, learn to control them within your diet. And if it's a case of, I can't enjoy the biscuits because I'll eat the whole packet, then it's, it's your behaviours and your adherence to the diet that is the problem, not the packet of biscuits. So this has been a massive learning curve for me over the past couple of years recently as well, because I was always that person that couldn't open a packet of biscuits with eating the whole lot. But it just you become aware of your relationship with food and the way you look at a diet. So if that is the case, it's probably the fact that you look at the biscuits as in, I can't eat them. So I need to eat them all now because tomorrow I can't eat them again. Whereas if you just included a little bit every day, you wouldn't have that drive to have to overeat on things like that. Yeah. And you, you control them nicely within your diet. Um, right. If anyone's got any questions on that, then let us know. We have talked about quite a lot and I'm not even sure if that really makes sense, but we can listen back and see. <laughs> Right, um, so we've got a few questions just to go through. So, um, how much protein should you have? Shall I go? So, a uh, recommended amount is 1.6 to 2 grams per kilogram of body weight. So, let's say you're a 100 gram person, just for easiness sake. The lower end of that would be 160. The upper end of that would be 200 grams per day. Now, it, this also depends on your total amount of calories you're consuming, your weight. So, for example, if you was 100 gram, uh, 100, if you did weigh 100 kilograms and your calorie target was 2,000, you don't want to then be eating 160 grams of protein. It's probably a little bit too much. So I would probably just aim for like 120, 140 in that range. Would you agree, Beck? Yeah. And also, I think if you are struggling to hit your protein target at the moment, I would tend to stay at the lower end of it to start with and just fat, like find your feet a little bit. Yeah, so the, the, the target given is, is for optimal muscle growth. So it's not 
it's not an exact like you will still get some of the benefits from eating lower but it's just not going to be optimal mm -hmm. so don't think you failed because you've not hit it because you haven't you're still going to be getting some of the benefits from eating more protein but it's just not going to be optimal for muscle protein synthesis etc uh, so is eating is eating it better is it better to split equally between meals so yeah um it's best to have again for optimal it's best to have three to four servings per day of at least 25 grams spread out throughout the day and this is to stimulate muscle protein synthesis so um it's recommended to sort of eat every three to five hours to stimulate muscle protein synthesis so basically it will like spike as you eat then you need it to drop back down then it'll spike again a few hours later and then drop that back down and that's sort of what happens throughout the day so yeah spread it out evenly throughout the day but again yeah. that's for optimal levels so if you you do struggle to do that then don't it's a total number that matters the most rather than trying to split it equally mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, what what are high protein foods? Ooh. Go on back. Um so I'll start with having usually meat, chicken, um turkey, white like fish, white fish, tuna tuna actually is actually really quite high and quite low in calories too, isn't it? Um your Greek yogurts. Um, cottage cheese. I'm trying to think now. My brain's gone completely. Uh, You've yeah. said the the popular ones there. Really, what people would be aiming for? Um, protein powders, protein bars. Did you say them? No, I didn't say powders or bars. Um, yeah, no. It is generally going to be like your meats. Obviously, if you're vegan, vegetarian, it's going to be harder for you to get protein in. Not impossible, yeah, but harder. So you will have to be a li little bit more mindful of what you're eating and what you're consuming your protein from. Um, but it is possible to do it. Um, but yeah, I know people do tend to struggle and people always sort of ask us how to up their protein. And to be honest, I would just say, look at the portion you're having with your meals. So try and increase that. So if you can eat a bigger portion of meat with your meals, that's probably going to be the easiest way to do it. Failing that, mm -hmm. you've got like your protein yogurts, which are quite good, aren't they? They're like between 15 to 20 grams per yogurt for like between 100 to 150 calories. So they're a nice protein, which you can have as a snack. Uh, and they're quite filling as well. Or um, sometimes I like having them for my breakfast. If I'm not really hungry in the morning, then I'll have one for my breakfast because it's my protein serving and it is going to keep me a little bit fuller for, for longer. Yeah. Um, I do um, quite a lot. Um, but yeah. I would try and look at getting protein in it at every meal. I think your breakfast is actually hardest to get it in at. Yeah, so do I. Um, unless you're making like sausages or like something cooked, 
Um, even eggs, I mean, there's there's not really much protein in eggs. Is there? There's about, is there about six grams in an egg? Yeah. Which isn't a lot if you're trying to get um, 25 grams in, but it will add to it. Yeah. Um, you know the yogurts that are Aldi are 25 grams of protein? Yeah, I've... See, I got some of them ones last week when I went to Aldi. They were nice, aren't they? Yeah. Um, right, we'll go to the... Protein what? powder into my porridge oats as well. Yeah, I do that. Or put protein yoghurt in my porridge. Um, over time, you'll just adapt and find ways to include more protein in your diet. Um, but yeah, that they would be my go-tos. Increase your meats and then protein yogurts for snacks. Even um, a protein bar for a snack um, has roughly got around 15 to 20 grams in, hasn't it? But I think the only thing I find with a protein bar is they are quite high in calories and usually I don't have enough. <laughs> yeah, there's them mini ones you can get from Home Bargains now, which are like 100 calories or just over for 10 grams of protein um but yeah like you say on a if your calories are quite low and you are hungry then they're probably not the best thing to include um hang on sorry laura what you put what about protein shakes what's that to if you just let me know about having them or like including them in your diet Give us a little bit more on that question. Uh, we'll move on to the next one. So why does protein... Oh, sorry, what? I'm so rubbish at reading. <laughs> Maybe you should read these questions back. What does protein do for healthy eating and or weight loss? It's any better at reading than you. <laughs> um, but yeah, pro protein is... Weight loss, is it? Well, just in general, I'll just tell you what protein is good for, like just in general, whether you are dieting or not. Um, well, let's start with dieting. So it will help reduce your appetite and your hunger levels. And when you're dieting, it will help you maintain um, the majority of your muscle mass. Um, but other things, it helps you gain uh, muscle and strength. Um, it will reduce your cravings and your desires to snack. Um, and it may help you burn, well, it will help you burn more calories throughout the day. So the more protein you are intaking, it will help you burn more calories throughout the day. Yeah, so um, protein has a higher thermic effect of food, which is, like we mentioned before, your body requires calories to digest its food. So protein is one of the higher, well, is the highest one in terms of the foods like we can eat. So that's one reason why people do want higher protein diets. And then it's more satiating as well. So it's going to keep you fuller for longer, like Beck said. Um, and then your muscle protein synthesis, like what we've talked about before. So the repair and growth of muscles, it's going to help stimulate that. So it's massively important to retain your muscle mass. Yeah, uh, health benefits as well, isn't there? You are. There's a lot of health benefits as well to having protein. Yeah, well, it's it's uh, your metabolic health, isn't it? Holding on to your muscle mass. Yeah, there's bone health. Um, yeah. 
It's proteins required in every part of the body. Everything your body does requires protein. So it, it, it's one of the essential macronutrients. So fat pro and protein are your two essential macronutrients. Fat for hormones and protein for because it's required in every part of the body. And then carbs isn't essential, but I would never cut them out because they are your body's fastest source of energy and it helps like your brain function better and stuff like that. I'm sure if you've ever tried a low carb diet, you've probably had a little bit of brain fog when you first started the low carb diet because that is your body's favorite fuel source. So that is why we would never cut them out. Um, and this brings us on to the next question as well, actually. So should there be a restriction on carbs? I see a lot of diets cut them out. No, it's not necessary to have um, a low carb diet or cut them out completely. Um, I'd say diets only do this because it's a way of you reducing your calorie intake. And that is the only reason. Yeah, usually what you tend to see is when people go on a low-carb diet, they'll get a big drop in weight within the first couple of weeks. Like we mentioned before, this is weight loss, not fat loss. So for every one gram of carb you eat, your body produces three grams of water. If you naturally cut a big chunk of carbs out of your diet, you are massively reducing your body weight so you're losing a lot of water with them carbs that you're taking out which is the big drop that people usually see but I wouldn't cut carbs out for what we've just said and what you want to aim to do is keep things consistent throughout the day so they are going to be very important in terms of energy we don't give you a fat target no uh, sorry fat or carb target so the only things that are important for fat loss are your overall amount of calories and protein target. Carbs and fats are personal preference. Now, with fats, there is a minimum requirement of 0.5 grams to one gram per kilogram of body weight, which we don't really tell people to focus on it because the majority of people get it in without even realizing it's not really a lot to, to consume. Um, and then obviously you just split them for the remainder of what you've got left after you've taken your protein for whichever way you prefer to eat. So if you're somebody that likes your bread, your pasta, potatoes, etc., with meals, don't go looking to cut your carbs out. If you're somebody that likes your fatter foods, which isn't me, so I always struggle to give examples such as nuts, olives, <laughs> butter, oils, etc., in your meals, then you're going to probably have a higher fat diet. But your body will just get used to whichever one you choose to do. And then aim for consistency which with whatever you do to stop the fluctuations in weight. Anything to add on that, Beck? No, it's all been covered. Um, hang on. So are they good to include? You've mentioned the powder, so I think that's answered my question so yeah protein powders are good to include if you struggle to get your protein intake in um i would only recommend i would recommend rather you getting it from food over a protein powder but if 
you do struggle to get protein in your diet, then it's an option. However, if adding a protein shake in takes you over your calories, then no, it needs to be within your calories. But yeah, I would recommend that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Okay, what's your advice, RE alcohol? I like a drink at the weekend. Don't we all? <laughs> Do you want to go back? Um, yeah, I mean, if you like a drink, I personally wouldn't cut it out. Um, I don't. <laughs> the only thing I would say is if you try and cut it out too much, so you're avoiding it during the week and waiting for the weekend to come to enjoy a glass of wine, then that could end up being a bottle or two bottles, you know, a few hours later. Um, and if this is you, I would probably look at implementing, implementing um, having a glass, you know, like during the week as well as the weekend. I mean, what, why can't you have a glass of wine during the week if it's going to help you stay on track um, throughout the weekend? Um, but yeah, if, you, if that's something you enjoy, I, again, I won't cut it out. No, yeah, same from me. I would factor it within your calories. So the odd like glass of wine here or there isn't gonna hurt as long as you're within your calories. But be mindful that like if you are saving up a thousand, two thousand calories for a bottle of wine at the weekend or two, which is then gonna leave you feeling hungry and more likely to overeat. Oh well, overconsumed calories because you've consumed a thousand calories of them worth of alcohol, which isn't going to be very filling. Then it's probably not the best thing to do. But having a, the odd glass here and there, if you like having a drink on a Friday night, whatever, then yeah, factor it in. And like Beck said, the same sort of applies with anything. If like, don't wait for the weekend to consume your cake. If you want a cake on a Monday night, have a cake. If you want a cake. For your breakfast on a Tuesday morning, have one for your breakfast on a Tuesday morning. The more you restrict yourself from eating certain things, the more you're going to crave them and the more likely you then will lead to overeating on them. Because like as soon as we tell ourselves no to something, you want it more. It's just not, and it's a natural part of being a human. It's like when your mum and dad used to tell you off when you're younger. The more they told you you couldn't do something, the more you wanted to do it. But yeah. I guess with mindful as well, with alcohol as well, it's being mindful of how it makes you act. So this, I suppose this is more along the lines of if you're going out on a night out for a drink, so, or getting, I don't know, some people might like to get drunk at home. And then the day after, you're going to be lacking in energy. You're probably going to be opting for something to make you feel better, which naturally we reach for carved food, don't we, to make us feel better. Um, so it's just being mindful of your behaviours once you've had a drink and putting things in place to stop you then overeating and making yourself feel better. But yeah, include them if you want them. Okay, that's all the questions. No more on the live, no more on here. Anything to add, Beck? Oh, do you want to talk about the weekend actually? We may be um, weekend. Well, it's here pretty much, isn't it? What? 
I said the weekend is here pretty much, isn't it? It's Friday. Um, yeah, the weekend is here. Top tips. What's your top tip? Just one. For the weekend? Yes. Um, don't think you can eat anything and everything because it's the weekend. Yeah, oh. and mine would be stay consistent. Um, I totally like understand your whole your whole week has been like scheduled, especially if you are working at the moment. And the last thing you want to do is schedule like your weekend off as well. But I think some some type of schedule towards your nutrition um, is better, and it will help you stay on track throughout the weekend. Um, without a plan in place, it could end up with. Um, a result in a binge or overeating something. If you go in long periods of time without food, um, it is more likely to end up um, with you overeating or having a binge on something. Um, and being consistent gives you more self-control in your food choices and also in those moments. Yeah, I think that comes from as well, not restricting yourself during the week. So people, a question I get asked a lot is how do you stay on track at the weekends? And that is simply because my weekends are not much different from my week. So my diet during the week is made up of foods I like eating, foods I enjoy, foods that make me feel good. I allow myself the, the odd treat if I want it. Like I usually have a treat after like my tea if I want it. Um, and that is exactly the same at the weekend. So it's your mindset around the weekend and thinking, oh, it's a weekend, I can eat whatever I want. As long as your your diet is made up of all the foods you want to eat anyway, that shouldn't happen because you're already doing it through what you're eating. You're eating foods that you love to eat, you're eating for health and the foods that make you feel good. No matter what, I mean, it's, yeah, it is calories in, calories out, which will determine whether you lose weight or, or, or not, no matter what. Um, we do have to be mindful of the choices. So we do have to be mindful that the choices we're making are what we enjoy, what's going to be satiating for us, what's going to be the best for our health and what's going to make us live a, a better life, really. Um, before we go as well, actually, Beck, there was um, the weight, the progress post in the group that we need to touch on. So... Um, I know it's coming to sort of the end of the first week. A lot of people are wanting to jump on the scales, measure themselves. Now, if you've jumped on the scales and you've not seen progress, do not worry. Like we are been four days. Like as obvious as what I'm going to say is obvious. It didn't take you four days to put on the weight you want to lose. So don't expect it to take four days for it to come off. Now, I understand that when people first start a diet, some people, not everybody, get a big drop in weight at the beginning. That is only because they've massively changed the foods that they eat or they've massively dropped from the amount of calories they were eating. So it's not going to be fat loss. Majority of that big loss the first week they see is going to be just volume in your body, excess water, etc., and a minimum, a little amount of fat. So don't be disheartened if you've stepped on the scales and they've not changed. Um, back yeah exactly I'd, I'd say exactly the same don't, um, don't be disheartened yet it has only been four days 
Um, give it time. Yeah, and time being three to four weeks of consistently sticking to your non-negotiables, whatever structure and routines you've got in place. And I know everyone falls into this trap and everyone expects to lose weight weekly. I'll, you will not lose weight weekly. And anyone that promises that you're going to lose weight weekly is lying. So just be mindful that just because the scales hasn't moved doesn't mean you're not making progress. And like I mentioned at the start of this, just, even just because the scales haven't moved and you've not lost weight, the fact that you've started eating better and the fact that you've exercising, you've massively improved your health. Like the scales don't mean everything. So it should all, health should always be our priority. And then how much we weigh, what we look like should always come after that. Yeah. yeah. Not only that, but I bet you are already starting to feel better and you've been like more active. You feel like you've got more energy. Like they are all wins and that's progress. Yeah, I suppose like what we like to say, you're, a, a successful week is not determined by the scales. A successful week is hitting your non-negotiables. Every person's non-negotiables will be different. So have you hit? Have you hit your steps if that's whatever your non-negotiable is? Have you hit all your training sessions? Have you hit your calorie target? Have you hit your protein target? Um, have you had enough sleep throughout the week? Obviously, we understand with kids, etc., that can be disturbed. Again, another thing that can affect the weight not showing on the scales. Now, me and Beck regularly post about this on Instagram because we know that this is what beats most people up when they're trying to achieve a result. So do make sure you read our posts. I know... We, we we will always get asked these questions, which was why we'll always take time to answer them and write posts about them. And it's it's part of being a coach because I know we, we know you need that reassurance and that just reminder of that actually there's a million and one things that make up when you step on the scales. It's not just your fat. So please don't be disheartened. Carry on the same track. I know it's the weekend. It's easy to be like, oh, what's the point? I'll eat whatever I want. Yeah. yeah. Even going back to what we very first started with, everyone's accountability posts, like reading those from day one to was it, was it day four yesterday, like it, it, I can see an improvement in everyone's just from four days, just from reading those posts, like everyone is improving. And to me, like under H, that is progress. And that's all, all we want. Um, and yeah, you won't improve every day either, will you? Some days you will feel like you go backwards a little bit. But what's important is that the next day you just get back on track and you carry on as normal. Like one day isn't going to affect your result. It's over time that matters. Three to four weeks being over time. Yeah. Right. We have chatted for quite a bit there, Beck. I think we've been on over an hour. So... We'll let everyone go. Have a nice weekend. And we will check in with you at points over the weekend. We do tend to spend more time with family, et cetera, over the weekend. So if you don't get a reply straight away and you do want us, then we will get back to you when we get a chance to. So um, other than that, enjoy the weekend. Yeah. And we'll speak to you next week. Yes. Bye. Bye.